I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. It's Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis. He's Julio G. How are you? Good, man. How you doing? I'm great. We're joined by a mobile, a nomadic Mark Normand. How are you, pal? Hey, hey, good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm <laughs> just taking a quick stroll around the uh, the village in New York, and I think there's a fire truck going by. Someone died. <laughs> no worries, dude. They they do that these days. Uh, are you um, <laughs> are you all right? What's happening, man? What do you mean? I'm good. I'm I'm trying to stay positive. I'm gay. I'm walking around. I got some vitamin D cooking right now. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been zooming all day, every day, podcasting, phone calls. I, I'm 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 climbing the walls. I'd like to do some comedy. I feel like I'm losing my fastball, and comedy's all I have. You know, I, I'm not attractive or tall, or you know, my dick is medium, so uh, I can't barely. <laughs> throw a baseball so yeah i need some, some comedy in my life so so this is exactly what i mean when i ask that question is that you you've been on my mind more than anyone else uh, oh i'll take it well <laughs> i i i'm worried about you <laughs> and and probably maybe it's totally unnecessary but for those of you who don't know mark norman mark norman is uh one of the great comedians in New York City. Uh, he's he's done. He just released a great special on YouTube. Uh, out to lunch. Out yeah. to lunch. It's already amassed over a million views. I think, right? It's uh, it's in the nines right now, but I think we'll hit it today. Awesome. Fantastic. Um, you've Thank done you. a couple Thank Comedy you. Central specials. You uh, are Jerry Seinfeld's. Uh, Luke Skywalker to his Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, Ooh, I like, I like it. That. I like that too. You are, yes. uh, you are a fixture. You run around New York City and do more spots than any comedian I've ever known or met. And as a result, you, uh, you were the person that I worried about the most in, in how this would affect you. Uh, because of the change to your lifestyle has been so dramatic. How are sure. you coping? How are you scratching that itch? It's tough. Uh, I've been tweeting like a maniac, and half my tweets stink, and that kills me. But I, I just need some reaction. <laughs> I've been making videos. I made that Corona comedy video. I got a new one coming out. But I will say the special has helped because it, it kind of scratches that itch a little bit right. uh, of like being out there doing, you know, seeing people seeing new jokes and shit. But I tried a Zoom show the other day, and I couldn't even remember my act, and I wanted to kill myself because it's like, that's that's all I have is the, is the words I've written and the funny ideas and the jokes and the punchlines, and I couldn't remember them. It was like I was, I was a basketball star who couldn't dribble all of a sudden. It was fucking soul crushing. So yeah, I, I've signed up for like eight of them now, just because I have to like redeem myself in a way, <laughs> and uh, I want to get right back out there on the road. I want to really get cooking and not to toot my own anal but since the special came out on youtube for free and nobody would buy it i've gotten all these crazy offers from agents and some places hit me up and so i want to be ready to come back in there 
What do you mean by that, hitting you up? Like, you're not rep by anybody? Well, it's a, it's a funny story there, Jules. I, uh, <laughs> my manager quit the business, like, in February, just what? randomly quit. He was like, I, I hate this shit. I'm sick of your, your emails from all you fucking pussy <laughs> artists and whiny crybaby comedian fags. So <laughs> he just flew the coop, un-corona-related. Oh and then oh my, my agent got fired from WME because they did massive cutbacks because they're losing so oh, much money. Yeah. Oh. So I lost my manager, my agent, and I put a special on YouTube like a fucking chooch. So <laughs> it's been this whirlwind <laughs> of horse shit, and there's a pandemic going on, and my dad's gay and all this. So it's been a wild time. So uh, all these agents are such sharks that they just heard about this, and now they're swarming me. And it's kind of flattering, and they love the special, and I have some demands I'm making now, and I finally have a little hand in this. You know, I got love some it. upper hand, because I can say, well, this is what I want. If you want to sign me, I'm sick of YouTube. I'm sick of being ignored. I'm sick of my, you know, my medium penis and all that. So we're, we're cooking. Things are cooking. All right. So, Mark. Sorry about in the that. Interest of, in the interest of a fun little exercise, uh, I'm an agent at CAA. I want to sign okay. you. I'm rolling out the Mark Norman PowerPoint. Pitch me or, or tell me, if you would, what your actual demands would be. Oh, geez. Well, that's, you know, it's a little embarrassing. But uh, basically, <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like a little, you know, I'm a, I'm a purist. I like stand-up. I don't like the star fuckery. I don't like the cool sneakers. I don't like the haircut. I just like good <laughs> writing, good jokes. I don't want, I'm not humping a stool here. And I care about it. I mean, I got Seinfeld blowing me. I mean, what more do you need? These fucking Literally. industry cunts are so clueless. Crazy. Uh, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but you just said it. You know, I'm, I work every night. I'm, I'm busting my ass. I'm out there. So I, I care about the art of it. I really do. And so I just want to be in those circles of like, you know, Michelle Wolves and Soders and Shays and, you know, how, you so name it. How are you not, like, in my mind... The yeah. idea that you don't think that you are in those circles, that is crazy to me for me to hear. Well, I'm just going off results. You know, I'm going right. off of uh, the business side, the Netflix special. Like, totally. I don't even think they watched it. I sent it to them and they're like, eh, you know, you're you, you're nobody. And I'm like, right. I, I know I'm nobody. I know I'm a chooch and a douche and a queef, but I, I'm trying here and I think it's a good product, but they don't care about product. They produce Jeff Garland's special. You know, they fucking Jenny Slate has a special. Like, what are we doing? These aren't even stand-ups. But right. they have a name, I guess. So, look, and I get it. I get it. It's all business. But I put the thing on YouTube. It's about to hit a million in a week. So, the, right. the product is good. But they don't right. care about that. But I think they need to be convinced that. And I don't think my agent, not to speak ill of her for getting fired and all that, and she's, you know, whatever. But I don't think she was pushing, like, these people who've been talking to me, like, these agents have been like, hey, yeah, she fucked up. That's on her. We could have done it. Right. We could have sold it. And it could be Classic. blowing smoke, but right. I don't know. Maybe it's right. I will say this. In my experience, uh, which is you know nothing compared to yours, but in dealing with agents, every single one of them professes to have the keys to the kingdom. And every comedian I know who is repped by all of these agents voices the same exact complaints. <laughs> my agent is not going to bat for me i wish they right. were more responsive i wish that they were you know yada yada and yes the reality is it's a numbers game 
they have to sign so many clients that it's profitable for them when, you know, they're taking 10% of a $2,500 weekend. Uh, right. That, that, those $250 fucking meal checks are, are only adding up if you have a, a client roster of 30 people, which means it's harder to be responsive and whatnot. Uh, I guess I've heard decent things about Gersh. I don't know. Sure. I, don't, I guess I shouldn't get into the names. Um, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows what these mean. Yeah, Fuck them but, all. but yeah. But yeah, uh, well, this is a this is a good lesson too for anybody in general because you know I look I look at your career as like a place that would be in a, a dream to be at. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. And dude, that's fascinating. We've known each other for what, 10 years? I've known you for a long fucking time. And I have have no problem saying that. And it always just goes to show that, you know, everybody at every level has their own set of unique problems, no matter what. And feel excluded from something. And it never ends, bro. Yeah, no, and I and I appreciate that, and that means a lot, and and I see where you're coming from. I try to be as realistic as possible. I don't want to be one of these comics who's like, I deserve everything. I'm not sure. I'm, I don't. I don't need to be Adam Sandler. I just want to be a stand-up guy. Like, hey, Norman's got a new hour. Let's buy it. That's all. That's all I want. I don't want like. I don't need to be a sitcom or a Seinfeld or any of that. I'm just like, I work so hard on stand-up. I try to produce a good product. And, and I get it. I get the business thing. So I'm very realistic. You know, when, when Francis, you bring up all these comics who are like, oh, nobody respects me and the, my agent sucks. A lot of them suck. You know, a lot of those yeah. comics stink <laughs> and they don't even know it. They're just like, why am I not bigger? I'm like, well, you, you do stand up once a year and you're a hack, you know, mm-hmm. like you suck too. But no one ever acknowledges that about themselves. So I, I try to take all that in. I try to not be the unaware weirdo you know right. and uh i don't know just it just it stinks when you get no when you get all these comics loving you but you get no uh no no love from the industry it doesn't make sense it doesn't add up so that just gets frustrating right. well i it's uh it's a sad reality that that commercial viability and the respect of one's peers are not uh one and the same of um, course that, that's why sports are so great look the guy put the ball in the basket. That's it. We're, we're done here. It, it, yeah. uh, hire this guy, you know, like let's sell, right. sell jerseys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like about, well, this is a good looking, uh, this is a good looking guy on the basketball <laughs> court, you know? Yeah. But he, he can't even, uh, can't even shoot. Yeah. But look at those eyes, you know, or he's got big tits or whatever it is. He's, he's charming or he sells ticket. Like, you know, that's why sports right. are so great. Cause it's a meritocracy or whatever the hell you call it. Absolutely. Yeah, but Mark, I, you know, I hear your frustration, and yet I would say that if I look at where you are today versus where you were, let's say, two years ago. Sure, um, yeah, big jump. You are banging on the door of what I would consider, you know, massive, massive uh, career-defining success, and uh, and and I, I'd say you have it. I mean, to, to us, you know, you've got so many late night appearances, the specials, all of that. Like we look right, up to right. you. Um, but I understand your frustration. But you've done Rogan this year. You've right. done your podcast. But again, that's, that's a comic well. helping me. Again, that's all comics. Seinfeld, a comic. That was, shout out was huge. The Rogan thing was huge. But these are comics helping me out, which I, I'm. 100% grateful, so appreciative, 
but I'm just saying, it's just weird how these comics are, are so nice. You guys are awesome. All my friends are great. Rogan's great. Bill Burr tweeted the nicest thing anyone's ever said about me about the special. But again, it's just comics. It's just the, the, the industry is what's frustrating. Right. But don't you think at some point that comedians of a certain stature can elevate you in that way? Yeah, I think they have. I think the, the Rogans obviously helped doing two of those back to back was huge. And that helped me sell tickets. Uh, so, but it, it's ultimately, you can only do so much work. And if it, no one notices it, it's like it never happened, you know? So the industry is where you need that platform to just put the shit out and they're right. not doing that part. So it's, right. it's super hard. It's, it's almost like you shoot a basket and it goes in as a three pointer, but it, the shot clock didn't change or, the, you know, the scoring board didn't change. Right. And you're like, well, what the fuck? It, it went in. Why are we counting it? That's how it feels after a while. Well, dude, so, you know what? You're like in your Instagram market share and just your overall influence. I would, I would say, is getting to a point where it's going to be foolish to ignore you. So I think you have brighter months ahead. I appreciate it, and I already feel like a whiny cunt this whole time. So let's Fine. let's move on. I suck. <laughs> I hate myself, and you guys, uh, made, you made me feel better. But I had to get it out. I just had a fight with a with a lady. So uh, yeah, I was venting. I, I'm a queef. Here we go. Sorry. All good. <laughs> I got a dog barking. I apologize for that. Uh, oh, yeah. You guys talk for one second. I got to deal with this. Dude, so, all right. Everybody <laughs> listening right now and not watching, Mark is walking around the streets of New York with a mask that was previously on that is now on his chin, which I imagine yes. is for comfort adjustment. Well, I felt guilty. I was so covered up on the, uh, the screen here. I, I want to give you guys some, some show. It's a solid FaceTime. Yeah, there you go. Um, but so you got out of the apartment. Are you you're staying in your apartment in the in, in the city? Yeah, yeah, West Village, uh, and it's such a beautiful neighborhood, and, and the weather is getting amazing in this goddamn city. So I feel I like I got to get out, and I, I don't go on the subway. I don't touch anybody. I don't uh, queef or cough on anything. So I throw the mask on when people are looking, and so I feel like I'm doing. I'm not doing anything too uh, unsanitary. Mm. <laughs> Does your girl live with you? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and it's uh, it's getting tight over there. <laughs> it's a weird time because you see the sweatpants, you see the no makeup, you see the uh, pubic muff, and you know it's it really it's crunch time on like how much do we really like each other? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people are having that come to Jesus moment. I, uh, my girlfriend and I are here together. And I will say that for all the sweatpants and the lack of makeup, in a way, on the rare occasions that she has done herself up, I've noticed and remembered more fondly just how stunning she is. Yes, 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 Sam. My gal's a beautiful lady, even without the makeup. Like, look, look, we look like hell. You know, we're a bunch of trolls. But just saying... The, uh, the, 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 the dark side of people comes out. You know, she sees me soft, I'm farting, I'm uh, picking my asshole and sniffing my finger. You know, that's, that's the, the lady side of seeing the, the gross men. Yeah. So uh, we're, all, we're all gross. And this, you can only be pretty for so long. You know, we're not hitting the gym, or I'm not. So everything's uh, gone, gotten worse. Well, dude, you know, honest question. Yeah. Would you rather be with your girlfriend in your apartment every day for this entire time 
or be me who I haven't seen my girlfriend in three months. Yeah, you see, that's a good point. Yeah, it gets it gets awkward at times, but of course, I'd rather have her there. Right. So mm. I feel for you. How's that going? Are you, you climbing the walls? It's okay. I mean, we've been talking a lot. I'm. I think we're both sort of nervous about reconnecting because it's going to be fucking <laughs> weird, dude. That makes sense. I get that. You know, like when you flirt with somebody on instant messenger for three months and then you meet them in person, it's like weird. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's real now. Yeah. Dude, what so, if your girlfriend we'll had, had all of a sudden turned into a catfish and uh, <laughs> like she's, let's just say that she's gotten really into like bow flexing and ha she shows up and she's got insane traps she's and, just, you know, <laughs> a ripped six pack. Or not oh, to get God. too graphic, but a clit the size of a WNBA ball, and uh, <laughs> and you're just like, oh my God! <laughs> uh, I I am not a fan of the the ripped ladies. Some guys are into like a buff chick. I, look, I like tone, but the six pack on a lady is too much for me. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm not sure. It depends. It really. I mean, you know, if she was really fucking ripped, like I saw a picture of Nick Mullen today, dude. Apparently, in like. Two months, the guy just got absolutely shred city. Nick Mullen is is a sneaky hot guy. I mean, sure, he's four foot one, and he's uh, got the mind of a, a unabomber. But he's fucking ripped. He's a, got a great face. He's brilliant, and yeah. uh, he he does those fucking kettlebells all day long while he reads yeah. like you know Manson's manifesto. But right. he's uh, yeah, he's a sexy dude. Yeah, I, a had a, I had a 55-pound kettlebell delivered at the very beginning of this quarantine with the idea that uh, I, I didn't want to grow out of it. So I was very optimistic <laughs> about right, right. what building up to being able to use this kettlebell for certain things. The problem is if you don't have the, you know, the Russian doll kettlebells before that, it's yeah. very hard to ascend, so I'm, I'm extremely limited in what I can do with this exceptionally heavy kettlebell, <laughs> and it's a total waste of money. Uh, well, it, you know, you could maybe you could sell it and then buy the next heaviest one. I don't know. That's tough. Yeah. Well, you gotta get a you gotta get a friend to also do it, and then you guys can swap. <laughs> there you go, guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Mark, each other. you're very you're very humble about your physique, and yet I saw a picture of you with the gang at a Yankees uh, game with your shirt off, and you're incredibly toned, just like that the woman we were talking about. Uh, are you? What's your exercise regimen? Are you just a very good eater? Well, I'm all I'm all shred. I got no mass, but I'm uh, I got some uh, definition. But there's no I got no you know size. But uh, for me, I just do weird little things that anybody could do, but they don't do because it seems silly. But all I do is uh, I just when I go on the subway or when I'm sitting on a chair at a desk or anything, I lift my feet up off the ground. 
for weird amounts of OCD time. You know, I'll be like, okay, there's a commercial break. I'm going to lift my feet off the ground and put them back down when the commercial's over. So that's like, you know, 45 a minute, seconds, whatever. And it builds the abs and you're, you're just sitting there anyway. So why not work out? So have you been working out though proper as well during this? No, I just do push-ups and, you know, little gay lunges around the house, but nothing. Right. I'm not lifting anything. I don't have any weights. Right. That's been, it's an incredibly effective thing. Like Ricky Velez is like getting kind of shredded and he's just literally banging out push-ups and at all times, like he's just doing some Bo Jackson type of workout. And it's impressive how much results he's getting as well. Yeah, he's uh, always been pretty lean and, and, right. and cut. He's got, I feel like he's got like some black in him where he doesn't have to, <laughs> he doesn't, I don't think he exercises and he's always so just toned up and, yeah. and tight. He's like a tight little little Swedish boy, you know? He, he always he, looks good. Yeah, always. always. Yeah. And I see him boozing up on vodka soda and eating ice cream, but he looks good. He's eating French fries and yeah, he just yeah. never gains weight. I know, it's impressive. Yeah. He's, he's, he's so youthful. Yeah, that's very true, man. Mark, you're, you're a yes man. It seems like there is no podcast too small for you to join, <laughs> no spot too, uh, too dimly lit for you to take. Do oh, you yeah. ever get tired of constantly <laughs> sure. agreeing to do this shit? <laughs> sure, but I'm, I'm cursed with this uh, guilt of not being productive and and uh, you never, you know, you know, when you're like, you have an audition, your, your manager sends you an audition, you're like, I will never get this. This is a big waste of time. I'm not going to learn these lines. And then you start laying in bed, you're going, but what if you do get it? What if you skip it? And you got, this would have been your huge break. You could have been on right. Boardwalk Empire or some other show that's not on the air anymore. You know, like, oh, I could have been on this. If I, uh, you know, like, maybe I will buy this lottery ticket. Maybe this is the winner. And you should start fantasizing about it. And then that's how I feel about the pod. Maybe if I do this. One person will see it. Here's an example. Uh, not saying you guys have one listener, but you know what I mean. No, um, we're worth your time. I don't worry. Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 and I mean that. Like, I don't have the gall to ask people I really admire to be on our podcast until we have proven that it's worth their fucking time. That's my kind of mentality. Hey, well, that's very considerate. Most people the other way, they go, hey, I just started a podcast. I'm going to ask Bill Burr to do it. Fuck it. Right. They're so yeah. entitled, these queefs. Now, but, I get true. that. And I've also DM'd Drake and asked him if he'd come <laughs> on the pod. And, you know, there's an element of that. But I will say that, uh, you know, I get asked, I've been asked to be on a handful of podcasts here and there. And that 99% of the time, the sales pitch that I hear is, we've had Mark Norman on. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, Jesus, I can't say no if fucking Mark Norman slept no, all the no. way I'm to Bushwick. I'm ruining the curve. It's like you when you are. meet a chick, she's like, oh, I, I'm not going to fuck you. I fuck Jeremy Piven. You're like, oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm better than Piven. What are you kidding? You're like, He's ruined the curve, you know? So I'm the same way. I'm such a whore for the yeah. microphone that I've ruined it. But. But here's the thing. I did Rogan, and he goes, why do you do these late nights? They don't help. Nobody watches them. And I go, yeah, you're right, but they're fun. But Seinfeld saw me on a late night just randomly. So there you go. You know, right. So every you never know who's going to see it, who's going to hear it. So, uh, yeah, I just say yes anyway. And what else am I doing? I'm clipping my asshole hairs, watching the CNN, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it, it sucks, yeah, and it's work. But what else am I doing? I'm talking. Yeah. I once asked you, I once asked you if it's 
if it is fun for you to do the late nights and you told me it wasn't that it was you're nervous <laughs> every time tell us about yeah. the process of going into one of those well that's kind of my philosophy for life is like it's gonna suck but once you do it you'll be so glad you did it and then it's all gonna be a memory anyway you know like right Every time you go to the gym, you're walking there, you go, this sucks. I don't, I'll give a million dollars to turn around right now. But then you go and it's all over. Or you take a flight and you go, maybe I'll buy the first class ticket. Hmm, that could be something. Yeah, I'll spend the extra 800 bucks. Fuck it. I got to treat myself. And then before you know it, you land in Phoenix in a coach seat and you go, it's all over. I'm glad I didn't buy it. And that's kind of how I feel about late night. You know, like it's hell. It could be, it's going to do more harm than good if you fuck up. You know, like if you fuck up, it's going to go viral. If you kill it, nobody's going to see it. So, but it's just a mental thing. It's for me, it's my own personal uh, little battle I have with myself. It's my own personal little contest. Like, let me see if I can do this and pull it off. Nobody's going to care, but I care. It's, it's, a, it's like how Louie would do an hour every year. He doesn't have to do an hour every year. He just did right. it to push himself. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I feel. I feel like you should be uncomfortable. Make yourself uncomfortable. Just because right. you don't want to do it doesn't mean you shouldn't. Yeah, totally, it's dude. Bit, and it's a bit like uh, you know, title holders in boxing who don't just take shitty fights, but actually challenge or take on real contenders to to continue to prove that they are at the top. Yes, um, yes, good, now, good analogy. Tyson's looking good. Yes. I saw that. I saw that. That's terrifying. Fucking crazy. He's a vegan. He's cleaned up his act. And dude, Foreman got, got the title back at 46, I believe. Wow. Yeah. So, you yeah, know. Yeah, he did. That was a while ago. There uh, you go. Dude, you go. I read Mike Tyson's autobiography, and it's like 450 pages. And for a bit, I was thinking that he must certainly have had a ghostwriter help him. Oh, yeah. I don't think so, though. I mean, there are <laughs> so many exclamation points in this book. <laughs> and it is, there are flat out, like, language mistakes, it, it, you know. So uh, it was fascinating, though. He talks about, you know, going to parties with Steve-O after he retired and uh, wow. you know, burning that hole through his septum thanks to his cocaine addiction. So... Wow. Uh, Can you imagine going to a party and those two walk in? It, yeah. it, it would blow your fucking mind. It'd be the best night of your life. Dude, I yeah, met Mike Tyson. household owner. Yeah. <laughs> I met Mike Tyson at a nightclub in like 2007. What? And he, wow. he had, I think he was freshly face tatted. So it was some, some time along in those years. And he was holding two bottles of tequila in his hand. Wow. He was in his hands. He was clearly hammered. And I went to say hello to him, and I was like, yo, Mike, you're the greatest. And he hugged me. Oh, I think he's a sweet, sensitive guy deep down under all that face tattoo and rape. Yeah, you know, dude. like I think yeah. he's like a, he like, loves <laughs> pigeons, and he's got the high voice. And I think he just wants a hug at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah I, you know? I feel like it all depends on, like, what, when you catch him, you know? Because right, Julio, right. he's also beating people up at nightclubs. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Dude. I didn't know that. Oh, he's he, dude. The number of times he's been arrested. I mean, he's had some. Ser- now, granted, in his prime, he had he was the guy who had an entourage of fifty people 
and he would go on these shopping sprees in the malls in Las Vegas and buy pants for every person he saw. Well, 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 what the hell's going on? Who are you, Julia? I don't know about any of this. You're like 20. No, no, I'm talking about Tyson. Not oh, 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 I was like, wait, wait, what? Is Julia a mumble rap guy I don't know about? <laughs> You did that podcast too, by the way. This is I true. Know. That podcast that was, was fun. All right. <laughs> that was fun. What pod is that? That was the Bl- Lil Young Big podcast, oh which no God. longer, which I've taken down because I feel like it doesn't necessarily represent the character well, but it was doing okay. <laughs> I love the integrity. Thank you. <laughs> uh, wow, I love it. See, there's another pod I said yes to. I know. I know. <laughs> I'll do anything. He said that yes to a fake character raptor character rappers podcast. I hope Hell you appreciate yeah. the integrity too, though. Come on, that was pretty. I did, I did. That's the commitment was what sold me. I was like, this guy's dressed up, his shirts off, he's in my apartment. Yeah, <laughs> real questions. You, you never know if Jerry Seinfeld's going to be listening to a mumble rap podcast. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. All right, so Mark, you know, I know you told us to get away from this, but what would make you feel great if you got it? Oh, uh, you know, it's, I hate to say it, but it's more the respect and the recognition than anything. I don't need some million dollar uh, business deal. I just need like, oh yeah, no, yeah, we like that guy. He's good. Or, uh, you know, HBO would be like, oh, Mark wants to put an hour out. Let's, let's hear him out. That's all I want. And like, I've pitched so many shows. I've, I've been doing this, what, 13, 14 years. I've probably pitched like 18 shows. Like I'm talking, put a pitch together, fly to LA, write it out, go to the meeting, sit in the conference room, you know, pitch to these guys who hate it. The whole thing. I've done that a million times, 18 times, probably all shows I cared about. I thought could really sell. And every time I do it, these people in the meetings are like, God, I can't wait till this is over. Who is this guy? Why are we here? What is this? You know, and I, I just want it to be the other way. We're like, you go in there like, hey, Mark's coming in. Let's listen to him. That's all I want is a little recognition. That would make me happy. I don't need anything else. So it's you've pitched these TV shows and, you know, maybe getting a, a, a big name brand special like an HBO or a Netflix. Sure. You know, uh, would you take a TV show project that might rip you away from your world or spots <laughs> Ooh, at night? Good question. I would do it for a while, you know, I, cause it, it would only benefit the stand up later. It's all about delayed gratification, you know, like, mm-hmm. Hey, let's, uh, let's do a Tosh.0 type thing, which will take me off the road a little bit, but Hey, that'll keep me on the road after that for six yeah. years of sold out theaters. Right. Totally. I, I read the Seinfeld biography and they said that while he was shooting the show, he would just tell everyone at, at 4 p.m. some days, like, guys, I got to get out of here. And he'd run down to the improv to do a spot just to totally just scratch that itch. You know, he did the warm up for his own sitcom. No way. Yeah, that's how that's how worried he was about losing the muscle. He was like, oh, there's an audience here. I'll warm him up. So he just do his act. How brilliant wow. is that? You're getting two birds with one anal. You got the they got the TV show and you're doing a set. That is fucking brilliant, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's this yeah. famous stories of Louie. He was a writer on Conan or Letterman or one of those. And he would be like, I'm going to go take a smoke break. And he would just run to the cellar and do 15 minutes and then come back. Wow. <laughs> that is yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, dude, do you think when we all get back and when, you know, stand-up's happening again, do you think those first two weeks – 
Is it going to be insane to just like go into the act you used to do before all this happened? It's, it's going to be in, incredibly insane, but here's the beauty. <laughs> all of us are going to be in this together, not just comics, but the crowd. The crowd right. is going to be like, whoa, what, what are we doing outside? <laughs> whoa, I'm sitting next to some weirdo. Holy shit, I'm drinking a drink. Oh, my God. So they're going to be happy to be there. We're going to be happy to be on stage. and We're going to be in it together in a world where everything is so splintered. He's on Instagram. He's on YouTube. He's watching this. He's listening to that. There's a million podcasts. You know, back in the day, you watch the Ed Sullivan show. You watch the news. You went to bed. Everybody was on the same right. page. Right. For the first time in like 20 years, we're on the same page again. We all went through Corona. We all know somebody who got it. We all had a friend die. We all were quarantined. Whatever. We're back on the same page as a country, as a globe, in, in a way. Right. And uh, I, think, I think that'll help. And I also think phoning it in is out. Janine Garofalo going up there with a notepad and going, let me try some idea. Hey, hit the bricks, skank. I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, taking my life in my hands, coming out of the house, and you're going to fucking pull your notes out? Get out of here. <laughs> now, Mark, in her defense, I've seen you bring notes on stage a handful of times. I know, but you better believe it. After this, I, I'm going to be really trying to bring the heat, you know. These people yeah. came out, and I'm going to cherish every second. Because we've lost five, six months, you know, of, of working out. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but I, really. I probably will bring notes up. Well, right. The way you bring notes up is always, I, I find it actually quite refreshing because it's so clear that you, you have a mastery of what you've written down. It's, it's, a, it's a, a brief consultation um, as opposed to a, like, what do I do next? Right, right. I don't, I don't want to be like a, what else is going on guy? I want to be yeah. like, here's another idea. It's so new that I have to use the notes a little bit, but right. I hope you like it. I think you'll like it. Let me try it kind of thing. Yeah. Do you remember this? For, for a period of time when like Gerard Carmichael was doing really well with stand-up, everybody was bringing a notepad on stage. Yeah, yeah. Even I if do. like, and, and Francis, what you're saying about Mark is a good point. Like you can tell that there's kind of like sp a specific reason for the notepad, not just to like, to flex to show that right. like you can oh let's see what i got here now i hate that now i hate that you know i, I fucking can't stand when people do that i can't mm -hmm. stand that shit the guy the comic who goes on stage and he's like i'm a little high i don't know what i want to talk about yet you're like you had all day dude it's nine <laughs> at night you yeah. knew this set was coming like first of all either you're lying or you're just inconsiderate but but uh, these people are paying money they they bought drinks you cunts bring it yeah. tell me a joke entertain me yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's tremendous. Uh, Mark, um, are you filling notebooks with premises <laughs> right now? I, I've got a lot of premises, but it's so Corona heavy because, you know, you write what you know, you write what you're living in. So I've got so many Corona premises, which I don't want to do. I saw Todd Berry tweeted this the other day. I thought it was funny. He was like, hey, all comics have to make a pact to not do corona material when we come back let's just do some fucking stand up because i, I think the audience is going to be done with it too like let's put that behind us it's like 9 11 mm -hmm. yeah we, we don't want to hear about 9 11 every two seconds it just True. happened let yeah. the dust settle a little bit and same with corona like let's get out of this world and get back to our real lives yeah i agree shane gillis made this point to me he said uh you know when we come back it's gonna be all hacky hacky shit about corona you're gonna hear a ton of tiger king jokes yeah, all these yep. fucking <laughs> things that have happened we're gonna be hearing about on a time delay i know i know but look i think let those hacks do it 
and then we'll come in with the real material. I say you do one minute, two jokes up top about Corona, just, you know, uh, elephant in the room thing, get it out of the way, address it, and then, then get right on to your act. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a very fair, <laughs> that's a very fair way to do it, potentially. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love this, Mark. I love hearing a little bit of uh, uh, an edge, a barb of, of frustration in your voice. And I totally <laughs> understand it. You are the most genial person that I ever run into in the back hallways waiting for spots at, at small comedy clubs. Well, so, you, you, we, got a, we got great lives. I mean, I think this, if anything, this pandemic has showed us we got to be a little more grateful. I mean, even, even if we're not happy with our careers, we got a cool gig. We live in New York City. We're living the dream. Even if you're like a, an open micer, you're still going up on stage and trying to be a comic. Uh, it's the coolest gig in show business. Actors are fucking dweebs and talentless. And uh, I love when they tweet because I'm like, ah, you got nothing. You need a writer, you fucking <laughs> loser. You retard, you know, like uh, you good looking lady who's rich with a big house. Yeah, yeah, you made it. But like you need a director and a, and a, and a writer to go, here, here, say this or else you got nothing. Mm -hmm. At least we can write our own shit. We come up with ideas. We can perform it ourselves. How cool is that? And that's why I say yes to every podcast, too, because, look, I used to work a lot of labor jobs. You know, I don't have a lot of uh, credentials. You know, I barely have a college degree. I finished online. I used to be a furniture mover. I was a janitor for years, busboy, you name it. And comedy is just getting on stage and telling jokes. Sure, the travel sucks, but you get over that. You're like, yeah, I should be doing other stuff. I got an easy gig. Hmm. Totally. Do you like traveling? You've sh always struck me as a person who does, that you like enjoy the road. I love the road. I love the hotels. I love the, the different crowd. I love the different club. I love meeting the different comics. You know, the, uh, the getting drunk in a, in a weird city. Totally. You know, eating the city's food. I like all that. And I like, I'm such a non-committal person. I like dipping my toe into Denver for a weekend. And then getting the fuck out of there for a year. Mm -hmm. I like that. Wouldn't it be great if you could do that with women? Like, <laughs> let's let's be married for three days, you well, know. And then I think just a lot be of comics like, we're do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you and do I'm not shit. saying women suck. I'm saying they they should do it too. You get married to a guy for three days and pull out, you know. But yeah. everything is so uh, tough to leave and end, and it's weird that I, that's what I love about comedy. You're in and you're out. Hmm. Right. Um, what do you think about these clubs that are opening up at a uh, 25% capacity? Are you going to take those gigs? I mean, it's going to be a real money hit, but I'll take them just because I need to get back in and I, I want to get back into that lifestyle. It's like a warm bath, you know, like mm -hmm. it's a little weird at first. It's a little hot. It's like a hot tub. And then you, once you're in, it feels good. So I think that's how the economy is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be weird at first. You get that foot in, it's going to be a little hot. But then before you know it, you got your knee in, your balls in, your stomach hits, and then you're good to go. Hmm. Totally. I'm personally looking forward to it because uh, if a club's at 25% capacity, it's not going to be my fault anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how, many, how many bad nights uh, when the owner of the comedy club comes up and goes... Little light out there. Little light, little light. That's what they always say. And then they're like, yeah. but, you know, we get walk-ups. We're <laughs> <laughs> a little you're light, like, but they're good. Right, right. Yeah. They're, they're small but mighty. And you're like, yeah. I'm not Sebastian. You know, you booked yeah. me. E either I was not going to bring him in or you weren't going to bring him in. We both suck. You don't know how to promote and I don't know how to have a draw. 
It took me a, a year and a half of road work before I stopped asking for the numbers the night before. The, uh, the worst is, I don't know if the layman, the civilian at home know about this, but at the end of the weekend, they give you a sheet and it tells you who paid, who oh didn't pay, God. who got tickets, who got comped. And that sheet is the most depressing. That's more depressing than a clan sheet, you know, because yes, yes. you, you, you think, hey, it was pretty full. I mean, this place seats 300. We probably had 200 every night or 150 at least. And they hand you the fucking sheet. And it's like eight paid, 900 people got free tickets from the radio station. They give them out at Denny's after you eat. And uh, sometimes we stuff them in their mailbox for the hell of it. And you're like, God damn, I thought I was uh, picking up here. Yeah, and that's when you're—that's when you start taking a closer look at the faces in the audience. And you're like, "Yeah, you're." They, there's no way they know who I am. These people are oh, 90 yeah. years old. They are motorized carts. <laughs> yes, they, yes. The they did not hat. pay for their tickets. Yeah, the jean shorts and the camo hat and the and the, the fucking vape thing. Uh, and you're like, like also these people who go to a place that's next to a bowling alley or a strip mall or wherever these fucking clubs are, whoever would go to that with a free ticket, I don't want them as my audience, ironically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? I mean, have you ever gotten anything free in the mail and been like, I will attend this. This <laughs> right. looks promising. How little is going on in your life where that, that free comedy club ticket is a, is a good thing, is like yeah. a real option. You, you, you totally. open that envelope up or whatever, and you're like, well, we have no choice now. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like yeah. casino, casino patron behavior. Yes, yes, exactly. Those are the same people. Yeah, they got diabetes, they got a bum knee, and they're limping with a stroke cane at age 41. Yeah, the whole thing's, the whole thing's bad. The stroke cane, the wand. The four-pronged cane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can tell they're all related, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's the mom, that's the dad, that's the fat son with the plus-size wife, the, the whole thing. It all checks out. They look like the Dursleys <laughs> from Harry Potter. <laughs> there you go. I don't know. I've never seen it. I Mark, you struck me as a Harry Potter guy. I don't know why. You seem. Like I hate anything man. mystical, fantastical. I hate any Lord of the Rings. I can't do it. All right. Well, we got Mr. CNN over here. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just don't. I can't get into it. It's like this guy's sitting on a broom and flying around. What is that? Uh, give me a movie with a where the guy's got a job or a car. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against them. I just, I just can't get into Star Wars. When I was a kid, I pretended to like it. I hated every minute of it. <laughs> well, why did you pretend to like it? Would you have felt been ostracized if you had admitted you did not? Yeah, you know, I wanted friends, and uh, they were, all my <laughs> friends liked it, and I just kind of hung in there. And hey, look, we don't all have to agree on everything, you know. Some people like sucking dick, hmm. and uh, I don't, I don't fault you for it, but uh, it's not for me. Hey, Mark, after watching your special, I went straight to Herschel.com. <laughs> Mark yeah. has, is a big fan of this. I lo you, you have this awesome, uh, is it personalized for you? A personalized Herschel windbreaker? I just don't know how to dress. I'm not hip. And uh, they sent me a bunch of shit. And my special, I don't know if you know, it was like on a whim. It was like last minute. And that's what I packed in L.A., and I didn't want to wear a t-shirt. I feel like I was like, ah, t-shirt on a special. You can't do that. So I threw this jacket on and I didn't even think twice about it. I didn't even realize it had the big Herschel on the back. I just threw it on and uh, yeah, that was it. 
So there wasn't much thought, but I, they better start uh, giving me a reach around for that thing. I mean, come on. I've got to throw me a, a jacket or a pair of pants. Seriously. Yeah. Like, Brand yeah. ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. They got some cool stuff and it's, it's very affordable. So, uh, so yeah, good, they're good. good stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a Herschel ad. I mean, it's a, it's very prominent. Absolutely. Well, that's Mark Norman, everybody. Mark, oh. thank you for joining us, man. That's our time. We usually do about 45 minutes on the pod. Oh, beautiful. Any that's final uh, f- thoughts or things you'd like to leave us with? Uh, no, it was good to hear from you guys. I'm so lonely and uh, I, I'm only talking to agents and shit. So it's nice to be myself with you Jews and, and really yuck it up. And are you guys in the city? No, neither of us are. No. Oh, what's Gotta that like? dodge. Where would he, Long Island? I am on Long Island staying at my friend's house. Francis is in Maine. I'm in wow. Maine. How on brand is that, huh? Very. Wow. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I'm wearing my L.L. Bean and uh, <laughs> feeling, feeling good. I got room to breathe up here, man. It's good. So you guys are just, you guys are comfortable. Yes, probably more so than you are, potentially. Yeah, very comfortable. Oh, yeah. man. So is it business as usual out there? Is it people going to the shops and shit? masks everywhere you have to wear masks for shit here it's like i mean i they got hit bad pretty bad out here so oh really it's it's a little i imagine it's a little more flexible than new york city but it's still like if you go in a store without a mask they won't let you in whoa all right cool this is cool there's a there's there's you know rumors of a gorilla comedy scene blossoming here in in maine and one of the thoughts was that we could figure out a way to tie up a bunch of boats in a flotilla and perform oh. comedy to a, a, a floating audience, much like um, the congregation that we see in the Ozark. I don't know if you guys watch that show. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty genius, I think. Yeah, I would definitely be down to perform on one of those. So I'll keep you guys I'm always posted. blown away that people want to see comedy, you know, like, I, I know we want to do it desperately, but I'm always blown away that people actually enjoy it. Same. Yeah, me too. People who I mean, go to like multiple shows a month. That's crazy to me. That's great. And they're like, thank you for coming. You're like, what are you kidding? I have to do this or I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> or do Zoom shows too. Like, I cannot believe that people go into, like, log into that. I know. I know. It blows my mind. It's crazy. I'm glad they do, but that is beyond me. I'm, yeah, that shocks but- me. I would think that most of the people watching Zoom shows are not thanking the comedians after. I think they're like, that. <laughs> we're not doing that again. This isn't working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I feel like I'm keeping this how lonely I am. I'm like, let's keep this going. <laughs> Don't leave me. Well, dude, everybody make sure to check out Mark's new special on YouTube, Out to Lunch. Um, and Listen I've to been- his podcast, Tuesdays with Stories, with Joe List. Yeah. yeah and follow him on Instagram, at Mark, Mark Norman, right? Yes, that's it with a D at the end. And hey, put the special on. Just just play it for the dog. You don't even have to watch it. Just get those views up. Play it and then go take a shower. (laughs) Awesome. I'm going to watch it tonight, bro. Hell yeah. Thanks, Mark. Great to see you, buddy. Stay sane out there. You too. Stay sane. Have a good one. Praise Allah.